0: You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. So glad you guys are here. We are talking today about organizing and simplifying. We're talking about organizing and simplifying our homes, organizing and simplifying our businesses, and organizing and simplifying our minds. And what is crazy is as I put this together, I realized that I use the same process for all three of these. And when I talk to people and I coach people, I recognize that. This process that I use is so freaking helpful. It helps us get clear. It helps us get organized and it helps us simplify so that we can actually see and create what we want to create. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic. Let's hop into it. Okay, so in yoga, there is a word and it's called a parigraha. It's one of the niyamas. Niyamas are personal ethics that yoga philosophy and yogis choose to live by. So Aparigraha translates from Sanskrit to English to mean non-hoarding, non-grasping. Essentially, you guys, it's like letting go. And what I want you guys to know, first of all, is that when we hoard, when we grasp, it's because we think it's going to keep us safe. I want you to imagine like you're in a house and somebody has hoarded, all sorts of stuff. You know, like you've seen hoarders buried alive. Why do they do that? They usually are in such a place of scarcity that they feel this need to hold on to everything to keep them safe because scarcity feels really scary. So, That is the first thing I want you to recognize is that when we hold on to things, when we hoard or keep things, it's because we think it's going to keep us safe. And that's actually an illusion because what you're going to learn throughout this podcast is that when we let go, that's where the freedom is. That's where all of our freedom is. And that's where our true self resides. So, let's jump right into it. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about in your home, like actually simplifying and organizing in our home. And I want to teach you guys the process that I use in my own home and what's really worked for me. One of my all-time favorite quotes, I show this all the time in yoga because it has so many like good juicy meanings you can take from it, is it's not that you own nothing, but that nothing owns you. So the idea here, like in life in our mindfulness practices is not that you don't have anything. I think that that's where a lot of people get confused. Same with mindfulness and our thoughts. Like if you really start learning about it, people are always saying like, you want to have no thoughts. And I'm like, no, I don't really agree with that. I think that we can have thoughts. I think we should have thoughts. I think if we don't have thoughts, I don't even know if that exists, but I think we should have things like In our homes. I don't think it's bad to have stuff in your house. A couch, no big deal. I don't think that's bad. Where the problem resides is when our things start owning us, that when we start feeling like we can't live without it or we can't survive if we don't have this, and then we drop into scarcity and we start needing more and more, and we're grasping and we're grasping, I need this so that I can feel like better right? That's when there's a problem. So let me re- repeat that quote to you guys. It's, it's not that you own nothing. It's that nothing owns you. So I want you to just take a minute and I want you to examine. I want you to close your eyes, whatever you need to do. And I want you to like examine in your home. And I want you to think for a second, like, is there excess? Like, do you have stuff that isn't bringing you joy? Are there things coming into your home that are toxic, are creating the opposite results you want. I've kind of loved this whole pandemic thing. I know that's not a great way to state that, but I've kind of loved being forced into looking into our homes? Like, do I even like what I have here? Because this is where I'm at and I can't go anywhere else. There's nothing else I can do. Do I like the way I'm filling up my time? Is it creating the results I want in my life? And these are some of the questions I want you guys to ask yourself. And I want you to think about your own home. I want you to think about what comes in. And we can think about this with physical items, but we can also think about it with like the energy that we bring into our home and the way that we communicate and work within our home and the music and the media that's in our home. And so this is the process that I have for de-junking, I guess you could say, or decluttering. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to think of something in your house that you feel like you might have excess of. Like there's just too much of. For me, something that often gets built up is socks, okay? So I pick an item category. For me, we're going to talk about socks today. And I put all my socks in a pile. This is, this is the process. We pick the category. We put it all in a pile, all of my socks. If there's some in the laundry, I go and get them. I need every single pair of socks that I own that are in my house in a pile, And then I start to examine them. Which ones do I love? Which ones do I not like? Which ones have holes? Which ones don't have a match? Which ones have sat in my drawer for six years and I've never worn them? And I examine them and I'll pick up each one. I'm like, what do I need this sock? This pair of socks? I actually love this socks. I'm going to keep these socks. And then I put them over. And so maybe as you go through your socks, you just need to throw out a bunch. Like you just, you have a bunch in a pile and you're like, okay, I need to get rid of those. Or maybe you need to replace some of them. Some of them you might have to go to the store and get some that feel better and, and that are new. And then we can thank the socks and then we can be done with them, right? Right. And when we do this, like you guys know the feeling, like when you organize a drawer, when you simplify, when you get rid of crap, how good it feels to like be able to open your drawer and be like, ah, I have 14 pairs of socks and I know exactly which ones I want today and I know where they're all at and there's not random ones floating around and I can just move quicker and the energy is more free and I'm able to go way more into a flow when my house is set up in that way. So I think the first way we practice Aparigraha is physically with the things around us, right? So I want you guys this week, like really dive into your house a little bit. Where is there excess? One way that I'm decluttering in my life, and it's not an actual physical, tangible thing in my house, but it's media. We have a lot of media and it's sometimes not great either. Not great media. I'm on social media. There's the news. My kids are on the Disney Plus 24-7. We've got all of the things, right? And so right now we're taking a hard look at each type of media and how much of it we want in the house and when we want it. This is what mindfulness is, you guys. Mindfulness is being conscious or aware. So Physically, aparigraha, being conscious and aware of what is excess in your home, conscious and aware of what you're allowing in, conscious and aware of what you're keeping, because here's the reality. You can you can minimize in your house and then six months later, you're going to need to do it again or even three months later or every day. I swear. Crap gets brought into my house every day and I have to choose, is this something I want to keep or is this something I want to throw out? And if we're not intentional, it builds up. It builds up tons and it creates chaos and it creates clutter and stress. And honestly, it ends up creating anxiety, I believe, in our life. So that is how it relates in our home. But now let's talk about in our minds, because I think this is where it gets really, really good. I want you guys to think for a second. What do you allow to come into your your mind? What do you keep? We have thoughts all day. That's part of being a human. That's part of the way our brain works. But just because you have a thought doesn't mean you need to keep it. Let me say that again. Just because you have a thought come into your brain doesn't mean that you need to keep it. You are the gatekeeper to your brain, just like you are the gatekeeper to your home. You get to tell your brain what to think. You get to tell your brain what you're going to keep and what you're not. You have agency. You get to choose what stays in your brain or what goes. You don't always get to choose. I don't think what thoughts start creeping in and all of that type of thing. But once that once you have a thought, you get to decide, am I going to keep this one or am I going to throw it out? I do the exact same thing in my brain as I do with my socks, (laughs) I start by picking a topic. This is the process I use for decluttering my brain. I want you guys to use this when you're feeling stressed, when you feel cluttered, when you feel anxious, and when you feel, I like this phrase, like spiraling, you know, when you start to spiral. This is what I do. I simplify and I organize what's going on up there. Clearly, there's too much excess. There's things going on. This is what I do. So I pick a topic. Maybe the topic just like I pick a category in my home is socks. Maybe the topic is me, Megan Tierlink. That's the topic. Okay. And then I write all the thoughts I can think of down about me that I'm having. And I use this time to be very, very honest. I don't try to be like, well, I shouldn't I be thinking things like that. No, I write it all out. Just like, if you had somebody at your house and you were like putting all the socks in a pile, you wouldn't be like hiding socks, right? And you're like, oh, you shouldn't have these. And you're like hiding them so they don't see how many socks you have. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that when you're decluttering your house. And you're not doing that when you're decluttering your thoughts. You're going to ride them all out. So what you're going to find is you're going to have some thoughts. Like, okay, here's one about me. Okay, I weigh this much. I don't even know how much I weigh because I'm pregnant right now. <laughs> but I weigh this much. I wish I weighed this much. I think I would look better if I weighed this much. I think that I would feel better if I weighed this much, right? So you're just going to write all your thoughts down, okay? The next step is you are going to pick up each thought. So each thought will probably be a sentence or two, and I want you to pretty much look at each thought, and I want you to examine them just the way you would with your socks. Pick it up, look at it, and say, is this nourishing me? Is this inflicting more suffering? Is this helping me? Is this creating the results that I want in my life? Or is it doing the exact opposite? And let's look at it and let's be really intentional about what we're keeping. Sometimes we have so many thoughts, we don't even know what's going on in our brain. We don't even know what's there. Just like we have so much stuff in our kitchen, we don't even know what utensils we have. Our pantries are so full, we don't even know what food we have in there, right? We have to be conscious and aware of what's happening in our brains. And this does take a little bit of work. But as you start weeding it out, as it comes in, it becomes much more simple. So then the next thing we do after we examine each thought is we decide if we need to just throw the thought out or if we need to try on a new thought. Like just like the socks, do we need to just throw a bunch of socks out? Or did we throw all our socks out and we kind of need new socks that feel better? So you're going to decide, can I just throw this one away or do I need a new thought? And sometimes you're going to need new thoughts. A lot you might need new thoughts. So for example, I did this on the topic of money one time. I wrote all my thoughts about money. And oh my gosh, you guys, I had some messed up thoughts about money. I had this belief that like only certain people are blessed with money. That maybe God doesn't want all of us to be blessed with money, which is such a dumb thing. But I had this thought. I believed that. I believe money's hard to get. I believe that money is, takes a lot of work. And I believe that money is. Restrictive in a lot of ways. It's like, I can't have this because I don't have money. That was my mentality. But I also had thoughts like, but money's great because it helps people and it helps me and blah, 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 blah. And I wrote all those thoughts out and I looked at it and I was like, whoa, I have some thoughts that aren't helping me. I need to throw some of these away. The thought that money is so hard to get is not going to create the results I want in my life, right? If I want money to come easily, That's not going to help. Money's so hard. Then money will become hard. I will find evidence for that and I will create that in my life. So I had to throw that one out. I just had to throw it out. But there were a few that I needed to replace. Like the one about only certain people being blessed with money. I threw that one out and then I replaced it with like, God wants us all to be abundant and prosperous. And that helped me so much. And I think that to myself all the time. Like there's not certain people that he's like, you, you are the chosen one. He's like, he wants us all to have that. But we have to do our part. And we have to make sure not to block those blessings, right? So the last step here that I do in my brain after I examine each thought, decide which ones I want to keep and which ones I want to throw out, is I make sure not to think that I've done it wrong. I want you guys to remember that just having these thoughts, a lot of times we're like, oh, I shouldn't be thinking this. And it's like, no, like it serves its purpose. We have these thoughts that maybe aren't serving us because opposition is what grows us and teaches us. And having those thoughts that maybe aren't helping you has taught you something. So, just like Marie Kondo says in The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. you are be like, thank you, thought You've done your job. Goodbye. I'm through with you now. And it's not even like, I hate you. I can't have you. This is so hard. It's like, you've done what you need to do. Thank you. Just like those socks without matches. It's like, you know what? You served your purpose for the time and now you're done. You're complete. Thank you. And you get rid of it. Right? We don't need all the judgment and the blah around these thoughts that we have had that maybe haven't created the results that we were wanting. So let me give you guys some examples of thoughts that we keep because we think that they're going to be helpful, but they're not. One that I love is I just want everyone to be happy. That is a cute thought that is not helpful, you guys. I know it feels really good. It's like, Good intentions, right? I just want everyone to be happy. But guess what? You can't control everybody. So, guess what? That's going to cause you when somebody's not happy, when your kid is screaming. You can't control what other people do. So, by saying, I just want everyone to be happy, while it sounds nice, it's not that nice. Sometimes people want to be sad. Sometimes people want to be angry. Sometimes people want to be mad. What if we said instead, I want everyone to be exactly where they're supposed to be, just doing what they are doing. I don't know. What do you guys think? I just, I think we should examine that one. I just want everyone to be happy. I've heard a lot of people say that a lot of times, including myself, and I don't think that it creates the results we want. Another thought that sneaks in and that we get a little confused of when we're holding it is, I just want to be better think about like I just want to be a better mom I just want to be a better boss it seems nice right like it's like it's kind of like let me explain this I got a good idea here brewing in my brain it's like if you have a knockoff of like Ray-Bans right you're like they seem nice I think they're going to be good, but then they like don't protect your eyes at all. (laughs) They don't help. Like they don't, you can't see good out of them. That's kind of like holding on to these thoughts. I just want to be a better mom. It feels like the Ray-Bans, but it's not the Ray-Bans. It's not actually going to make you a better mom. What it's going to do is it's going to make you feel like you are not a good enough mom right now. How does it make you? I just want to be better. Like immediately you're like. Because I'm not good now. What if instead you're like, I'm doing my best and I'm going to continue to do my best? Or what if you were like, tomorrow I am going to do this because I want to try my hardest tomorrow when it comes to my kids? Right? Like that produces the results we want. That's the real Ray Bans. <laughs> but I just want to be a better mom. That's like buying the knockoffs. Okay. Okay. The next one is, is, I just feel bad that they don't understand. Like, I just feel bad that they don't understand. It sounds nice, but really it's judgmental. (laughs) It's like judging somebody for not understanding. I just feel bad for them. I wish they understood. It's like, it sounds good, but it's not. It's not creating the results you want. So I call some of these like sneaky little thoughts and I want you guys, I stole that from Jody Moore. P.S. She's the bomb. She calls them sneaky little thoughts. And I want you to be really aware of them. So what thoughts are the ones that are cluttering and not helping you? It's these sneaky little thoughts. It's judgmental thoughts. It's thoughts that separate us from others. I want you to look at all the thoughts that you have in your brain, and I want you to try them on. See how they feel, just like you could put on the socks. Hmm, these ones don't feel very good. I don't really love these ones. Okay, let's get rid of it. And just like we talked about, you guys, in your home, it's not that you own nothing. It's that nothing owns you. It's not that you... Can't have any thoughts. It's that that you choose your thoughts. Manage your brain. Don't let it manage you, right? Like you are the gatekeeper of your brain. Just because you have a thought doesn't mean you have to keep it. You will have thoughts come in all day long. You do not have to keep them. Just like you will have papers and food and crap come into your house, dirt come into your house all day. We don't keep it. We examine it, we see the dirt on the floor and we sweep it and we throw it away because it's not helpful and we don't want it in our home. We do the same things with our thoughts. Okay, you guys, another example is in business, in our businesses. I love to talk about business. So I'm like, I'm throwing this in on this podcast episode. I really love to talk about how it relates into business. I had a call today with a friend who's starting a business and she was feeling just chaotic I think that that's the best way to ex- describe it she had like an excess of emotions and she was indulging in confusion and that's what a lot of us do we have these indulgent emotions where we just like how we indulge' where like we buy all this stuff at target to make us feel good right she sometimes indulges in confusion so do IPS and so does everybody I think because it feels like safety. If we're in confusion, then we're not in action and action feels scary and confusion feels safe. So sometimes she would indulge in confusion. And I think that a lot of us as like business owners do this. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like I'm doing it wrong. I don't know. And that feels like safety, but it's the exact opposite. So when we let go of those confusion thoughts, that's when we're able to create the results we want in our businesses. So I was coaching my friend, I was talking to her and What we did is we did this same thing. We kind of took a topic and we we wrote it out and then we made a plan. It's like, like, let's get rid of all of the extra thoughts and let's just decide. Let's tell your brain what you're going to do when you're in confusion, it's nice to be able to do this. Just like I said earlier, manage your brain. Don't let it manage you. That's what we did in our business call. I said, okay, so this is what we're going to do, right? We're not going to worry about all the other stuff. We're going to let all of the other stuff go because often we feel like we have so much that we have to do. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I should be doing this and it ends up causing chaos. So let's let go of all the things that we should do and let's choose intentionally what we want to do. What makes sense with our life and with our business plan. So she's a mom and she can't get a babysitter right now because of the pandemic and everything going on. And she could do her business with her kids around, but she kind of feels like it would be less valuable to her customers because they would be there like walking in the room while she was talking to her to her clients and I'm like, okay. so right now, do you not want to do that part of your business where you are coaching people or whatever? And she was like, yeah, I guess I don't. But she had had this thought like I should be. But should she be right now? Not really. Right. Because right now she didn't want to compromise her values. And she also doesn't want to get a babysitter for the health of the babysitter and for like being a good citizen. So she chose intentionally to let go of that thought that she should be doing that and made a plan to do something different during the time that her kids could be there. And so that is kind of what I want you guys to get from this whole thing is that you are in control of what you let in. You are in control of what you keep in your life. Let's start by taking a look at our homes. Let's start by taking a look at the things that we choose to buy and purchase. Let's start there. And then let's start examining into our own minds and into our own businesses and our own goals and decide intentionally, tell your brain what you want it to believe. You get bossy with that brain. You are the boss of your brain and you need to be clear. I love this concept that Chris Plackey teaches, and it's actually what she teaches you to do with employees. She says, you should get really clear about what you want. You want somebody to read your mind, then you got to put your mind out on paper for them, right? So this is what she tells you to do. She says, with an employee, you should, one, tell them exactly what you want. I want you to create a video for social media, employee. <laughs> This is what a good boss does. And then she wants you to tell them when they need to do it. So I want you to create a a video for social media. I want it done by this date. And then she wants you to tell them when you're going to check on them. And I will check on you on this date. And then she wants you to tell them why they need to make the video. I want this video created because I'm trying to share with my audience what we do and I think this is a great marketing tool and then the process then you tell the employee the process right so dear employee I want you to make a social media video I need it done by the 3rd of April on the 1st of April I will check on it I'm doing this, I want this done because of this reason, and the process, I want you to decide the process, but I do want it to be at least five minutes long, and I want you to make sure that the background is white, and I want you to have your hair down for the video. Thank you, and then the employee knows the expectation, they know what you want, they know where you're going with it, and they can go and do it. If you're a good boss, this is something that you'll do to your employees, I think. I think you're really clear with the expectations. If you are the boss of your brain, you guys, you are going to do the exact same thing. You are gonna tell it what you want to believe. You are going to tell it why you want to believe that. You are going to tell it, I'm going to remind you on the 1st of April, and on the 3rd of April, we're gonna really solidify this. It needs to be in our brain by the 3rd of April. And this is the process of how we're going to do it. We're going to put reminders all over the house that these are the thoughts we want to believe. And the reason why we want to believe this thought is because it's going to bring the result I want. This is good for my soul, whatever, right? Does this make sense? Yes, it makes sense. This is awesome. (laughs) So you're the boss of your brain. Start bossing your brain around, you guys. Get rid of the thoughts, throw them out, the ones that aren't helping you. Tell your brain what you want it to believe. Bring in intentionally the thoughts that you want to believe. Be intentional about what you let into your life, what you let into your home. You get to choose. You always get to choose what you allow in be aware and conscious it is almost irresponsible to just let those thoughts go crazy up there it's irresponsible that if you never throw away any garbage right in your home like if you just never threw away garbage you kept garbage piling and piling that would be irresponsible same thing with our minds a keep it simple release let them go what you will feel at the end of that as you start doing this and as you start becoming really, really conscious about what you let in is I think it'll feel like relief. You know that feeling when you open the drawer of socks and you have like the exact amount you need and you know exactly where they're all at and they fit so perfectly and they're good ones. It just feels good and it's going to feel better and better (laughs) the more you do it. The more stuff you do it with, the more thoughts you do it with, it just makes life better. So go through your stuff throw out the trash thanks guys